The Marching Roundtable is proud to be an official media partner of Drum Corps International. This podcast is sponsored by 6 to 5 Productions, found at 6 productionscom We decided as a staff that the first 15 minutes of every rehearsal were going to be dedicated to conditioning and injury prevention. So when we showed up in band camp this year, the improvements that we'd made over the summer were monumental. And we went from having 20 kids drop out the year before on day one of band camp to having only two kids drop out this past year. That's physical therapist Dr. Elliot Cleveland, who works with the Wando High School Band. On this podcast, he talks about the dramatic improvements that were made in conditioning and warm-ups, helping the students to move better, avoid injury, and perform at their highest level. It's advice you can use with your group to have your best season ever. Better performance with improved marching health on the Marching Roundtable. This podcast is sponsored by 6 to 5 Productions, found at 6 to 5 productionscom That's S-I-X-T-O-F-I-V-E productions.com. 6 to 5 Productions bridges the gap between pre-packaged shows and custom show design. With a built-in series of drop-down menus on each show page, clients are able to affordably customize any pre-packaged show to fit the needs of their ensemble. In addition to show customization at your fingertips, 6 to 5 Productions also offers the following services, original show design, custom drill design, sound design, and prop design. Whatever your design needs may be, take an immense step forward with 6 to 5 Productions. Hey everybody, welcome to the Marching Roundtable Podcast. This is Tim Hinton. Thank you so much for listening. I'm so happy to be talking to Elliot Cleveland tonight. Elliot, how are you? I'm doing great, Tim. So thank, How are you doing? I'm doing great. So thanks for talking with me. I think people are going to be really interested in this. I am very, very passionate and interested in physical fitness and getting our marchers um, prepared for the demands we're putting on them. And you are a guy that's out there doing that. So this is very interesting. So tell us where you are in the world and sort of um, what you're doing. So I live in Mount Pleasant, South Carolina, which is just outside of Charleston. And I work with the Wando High School Marching Band. Um, a BOA band that goes to Grand Nationals pretty regularly, um, does a lot of the BOA circuits. And um, I am also a physical therapist. So I have fitness background and injury prevention background and a lot of um, health credentials along with that. And I've kind of combined the best of both worlds and used not only um, the musical aspect of things, but added a lot of my health and fitness um, concepts that I've learned along the way to be able to help our students perform their best um, and stay on the field and avoid injury throughout the season. Very cool. So I got to tell you, everybody, you know, knows the program at Wando. Fantastic teaching going on there. Such talented performers, such hardworking kids. But I think we're all sitting here. I'm honest. We're all rolling our eyes because we're like, okay, as if Wando didn't have enough going for it already, they turn out to have a guy teaching their drum line who's also just graduated as a physical therapist. Like, come on, people. So were you on the drumline staff as you were in school? Yes. I went to school up at Clemson, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. I'm from the upstate 
um, and didn't really have any connections to Wando. Um, but once I moved down here for physical therapy school, the medical universities in Charleston, and I just gave Jeff Handel, their percussion director, a call out of the blue and we really hit it off. And, um, <laughs> from there all the way through school, I started as their instructor and then I've just continued on to, um, adding more responsibilities as I've graduated and, um, kind of built this whole marching health, um, platform. Right, which is very cool. So there's marchinghealth.com. There's a Marching Health Facebook page. This is really interesting. Tons of videos, tons of great information. Everybody should check that out. So you're at Wando. You're working as a drumline instructor. You marched. Um, what did you play? I played snare drum, and I did that in Spirit of Atlanta Drum and Bugle course in 2011. And I also marched WGI for Palmetto Percussion while doing the drumline at Clemson and playing drum set in the pet band and all that. So... I love drums. That's what I live and breathe. And I'm just really fortunate to be able to combine my other passions with that and yeah. pursue it um, in a bigger way. It's just fantastic, Elliot. Like you are like the guy, like you, you've <laughs> lived it, you've marched it, you're a musician, you know how this all works. And now you're a physical therapist and you're bringing that expertise to the marching field. So I'm excited because we're going to talk about um, you know, we're probably going to do more than one of these conversations. We're going to start by talking about things you did at Wando to help them. And I want you to tell that story because you sort of shared it with me as we were getting ready for this, how you implemented some things as a physical therapist to their program of sort of conditioning and warming up and stuff. And it made a big difference. So tell us about that. Yeah. So my first year with Wando, we sat down at the end of the season and kind of looked at the struggles that we had had. And it was a down year for us. Um, we were eighth in BOA Atlanta. There were a lot of factors that went into that um, tough season, but one of them was our members being soft. So they really didn't have the stamina to be able to last for our entire show. I mean, they could barely make it through the opener. Mm. And we had some injuries that year that kept kids from being in rehearsal full time. There wasn't very good student leadership. So that was another area that we were looking to develop. And while we were sitting there having this conversation as a musical staff, I was thinking in the back of my mind, I've got the skills to develop these in a way that's not even musical. So I sat down, I talked to Bobby Lambert, our director about it a bit and um, kind of laid out a plan for how I could help that. And that was by implementing a season long conditioning program, implementing some preseason conditioning um, to supplement that. And we got started the next year. We only did the preseason um, plan because, you know, communities are slow to change. So they don't want you jumping in oh, sure. full force with this intense workout program oh, for yeah. their kids. Because right. um, you worry about kids dropping out of band. You don't want to lose numbers because you start turning it into more like drill camp or boot camp. Um, <laughs> so we did a pre, <laughs> excuse me, I'm getting over a cough, but we did a preseason um, conditioning session. And that was about, I think it was two nights a month um, throughout the summer. And I'd go in for about an hour and kind of have them doing different circuits to not only improve their fitness, but prevent injury. And that got them alert to this idea that 
we really have to be able to move this year, mm. um, not just show up and play our horns. So that was kind of round one for us. We still had some injuries in the fall. And actually, when we showed up at band camp that year, on day one, we had 20 kids have to sit out because they weren't in good enough shape to handle the first day of band camp. So we came back this past year, and we're ready to go full force. We decided as a staff that the first 15 minutes of every rehearsal were going to be dedicated to conditioning and injury prevention. So when we showed up in band camp this year, the improvements that we'd made over the summer were monumental. And we went from having 20 kids drop out the year before on day one of band camp to having only two kids drop out this past year. So, I mean, that <laughs> to us, that was really reaffirming from the get-go that, hey, this is working yeah. and we've got something going for us. Um, and even when we had two kids drop out, that was after we made them go run a mile on day one. So they were, they were ready to go. Um, and we continued it on throughout the season. And I mentioned student leadership being something that was a lacking area for us a couple years ago. I started teaching the student leaders this past year the programs that I was doing. And by mid-October, the student leadership was actually the ones that were leading the entire workouts. So we took this thing from being something that was coming from my brain to being something that was automated. So staff didn't even necessarily need to be there. They could be in their office trying to come up with more plans for what to do that day or what to do big picture wise. And we knew that those first 15 minutes were going to be taken care of by our, st our student leaders. So you implemented this 15 minutes per rehearsal sort of conditioning, warm up everything. Did it make a difference as far as students being out or getting hurt? Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Um, students, we still had some overuse injuries, but not nearly as severe. And we were able to nip those in the bud pretty quickly. Um, cause I would be kind of an on field physical therapist for them. So if a kid got hurt, they'd run over to the sideline. I'd do something quick for them to make sure that they could get back in as soon as possible. Um, but they were less severe and less numerous, um, in injuries. And then just the stamina that our kids had was night and day from what it was two, what it was two years ago. I mean, these kids were strong. They could do whatever visuals we threw at them. They could, <laughs> excuse me, sustain postures like we would put in for visuals that you couldn't have imagined two years ago. Right. Um, and then they were playing their loudest at the end, which is something volume-wise Wando had been working so hard to achieve, and we finally were able to do that, not just because of the workouts. We did a lot of breathing training our brass staff did. Um but it was a definitely a big adjunct to that for them to physically have the lung capacity to play loud. Wow. So you have proven results from this program. I know you're putting it together and you're going to make it available for people. So we'll talk about that. But I think like anybody that's listening should their ears should have perked right up when you're saying, OK, less injuries, more stamina, kids, um, you know, being able to do more and be healthier and performing better throughout a show and throughout the whole season. Like this is big, big stuff, Elliot. Like this is important stuff. I mean, think about what we're asking kids to do. When I marched, you know, we marched around and we played our horns and now there's movement and dancing and stretching and bending and jumping and, 
like it's very very athletic <laughs> you know so yeah. so if there ever was a time in the world of the world of marching arts that we need to really pay attention to conditioning and you know making sure that we're properly warmed up and getting ready to do all this like now's the time so like this is very timely yeah and i mean really <clears throat> excuse me the marching world has been a little bit behind the eight ball on the health aspect of things We've been trying to prove for so long that marching band's a sport, that drum corps is a sport, <laughs> excuse me, but not taking the preseason initiative and the season-long commitments that it takes to back up those statements by training. Um, so I'm really fortunate and humbled to be able to kind of lead this parade and yeah, um, cool. push that forward. Okay, so I have a couple of questions for you. So, like, give me an example. Like, is it the same – conditioning thing every day or did you have something different like on this day we're going to do this exercise and then on the next rehearsal we're going to do something different like how did that work was it the same or was it different no so i am a big um breaker of monotony Hmm. and i get i get bored really easy so i still kind of i guess i relate to my students very well because my attention span is just as slim as theirs is (laughs) um so every day is totally different I have kind of a three-day system. So we have Monday, Tuesday, Thursday rehearsals. And each one is devoted to developing something different within the body. Um, and <clears throat> without getting into too much of the details for kind of the secret sauce of it, we're able to develop more than just the cardio. Like your band directors of the past would have you go run forever. That our program is a lot more than just that, or it's more than doing push-ups and planks. Um, each day is sliced so that it Mondays progress throughout the season, Tuesdays progress, and then Thursdays progress as well. Um, so that by the end of the season, we're doing some really complex workouts and our students are able to achieve them without um, jumping full force into it. Like a lot of programs do on day one when their kids aren't quite physically ready for a total body workout yet. Well, right. That's the thing that concerns me is every year you hear about kids that show up at drum corps and then a week later they have to go home and they're out, you know, or, mm-hmm. or, you know, gosh, we, we, you know, we have to have our students ready to start band camp. Now you can't just show up after sitting <laughs> on the couch, you know, watching game shows all summer mm-hmm. and, I don't know. Do people watch game shows anymore? I guess that's what I did when I was a kid. So, all right, so here's the next question I think everybody is gonna, is wondering as they're listening to this. Like, how did you convince a bunch of band kids to do this? Like, did they get into it or did they grumble? Because this is a hard, I, I mean, people are sitting there, I'm sure, thinking 15 minutes of physical conditioning and workout at the beginning of every rehearsal. Like, how did that go and how did you convince them? <laughs> so, I kind of alluded a little bit to it earlier. Communities are slow to change. Right. And we went from doing zero to doing 15 minutes, which when you say it like that, it doesn't sound like a ton, but it took two years to really convince the Wando band community that this is a good thing. Um, and we didn't do it by beating them at first. So like I said, we eased, like the workouts are really low level to start out with so that these kids aren't going home super sore the next day and thinking, I never want to see that guy again. (laughs) (laughs) Because as a PT, a lot of people call me the physical torturer. Um, So (laughs) 
I try or physical terror was one of the two. So I try to um, ease my way into it with them. Um, a couple of years ago, I mean, these kids looked really, really weak. So as far as getting them to almost kind of like the ideal body for a band member that they have now, it was a gradual progression that they didn't really even know was happening. So in band camp, we had our Monday and Tuesday where we had everything laid out, but we really want to make it fun. So Wednesdays, I called them Wobble Wednesdays. And I had one of the tubas who I knew really well and who's a really fun, entertaining character. He would lead the band in the wobble every Wednesday. So there was some dance and incorporating that into what we did. We'd also do things like obstacle courses or um, team-based fitness activities that made it seem less like you're working out and more like you're growing together and having fun. Yeah. Wow. Fantastic. Uh, did you say wobble Wednesday? <laughs> yeah, that's a dance that they know. <laughs> okay. That's, no, listen, I love it. Like I think fitness should be fun and enjoyable mm -hmm. and that's why people do team sports and stuff because it does, it does motivate and get you involved in different ways. And I also will admit that band directors that are listening are thinking, 15 minutes out of a rehearsal is a lot, right? <laughs> like, I mean, I, I mean, it's, it's when every, when you're stressed about trying to spend every second and make it productive, I can understand is what I'm, what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Elliot. I can understand that it would be a hard sell at first to say, you need to give me 15 minutes of every rehearsal, blah, blah, blah. But you have proven it, at least with the folks at Wando, that they saw the results and they saw the benefits. Yeah, I guess I didn't take away 15 minutes. So, we built it up that first year in baby steps. Um, and our visual caption head was really for it because he knew he saw how much it would benefit them being able to control their bodies and do what he needed them to do. So the conversation was, Hey, we're going to start rehearsal 15 minutes earlier than we ever have. Oh. And it, that was the end of the conversation. So we actually added 15 minutes and really it's only. The program was only about 12 of those and then three minutes for water so that they started downbeat at the exact same time they had every other year. So you convinced the kids to show up early and do their physical warm up mm -hmm. slash physical training. I don't know if you ever called it that, but like they would do <laughs> all that before rehearsal is actually supposed to start. Exactly. That's smart. <laughs> and they bought it. And in. we fortunately had that in. Yeah. We had, we kind of have an hour break before rehearsal. So it was just taking 15 minutes out of their hour that they were just kind of piddling around, maybe doing some homework. Um, so it wasn't a huge thing for them. I don't think. So you told me before we started that the kids got to where they really looked forward to it and they were excited about it. Like, tell me a little bit about how that worked. <clears throat> the more we're talking to them, the more we kind of get coaches speak after a while and the kids don't necessarily listen to what you're saying as much as they're just hearing it. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, but they really respond to each other and peer motivation as the season goes on. Um, cause they're tired of the staff saying the exact same things. Even like you said earlier, is it the same warm up? They were tired of similar parts to the warm up. So about halfway through, we developed the muscles and the strength and the coordination that they needed to do every exercise that I'd asked them. Their job from then on was to say, Hey, which exercises do we want to do today? 
let's mix it up, okay? Brass section leaders, which one do y'all want to lead? Drum section leaders, which ones do y'all want to lead? And we'd end up doing circuits where the kids picked what exercises they want to do. And then the students would rotate around the section leaders. Mm. So the section leaders would stay in one spot with one exercise that they had chosen. And they would instruct the rest of the band as the band moved around these circuits on how to do the exercises. So it really took the staff out of the equation. And I mean, the kids had a blast with it. They'd get in their faces like drill sergeants and I mean, they would just ham it up. And, and you, I mean, you could see the smiles. The kids would be laughing while they're going through the exercises. But, I mean, you'd have them come up at the end and they'd be energized. They'd, that helped them learn how to respond to each other from a peer-to-peer mm-hmm. um, perspective. That helped the section leaders learn to step up and have a voice on the field because they were getting that 15 minutes before rehearsal ever started. Um, and it really just, I think it made the bond in our band a lot stronger. Yeah. I mean, no, no doubt about it. You're talking about giving, empowering students, doing something they're enjoying doing, teaching leadership skills. This is all, this is all good stuff. And I think the band directors would love the idea that they can get this in place and then their student leadership can, can do it. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's all good stuff, Elliot. Like I, I'm I'm really impressed with this. So you said that you had been able to work with some other schools? Yes. So I had actually, excuse me, gone to East Tennessee State um, where I did a clinic up there in July. And that was for not only East Tennessee State students, but it was open to band directors and high schoolers throughout the Eastern Tennessee area. Um, So several band directors came out to that and took those ideas back to their schools. Um, then I went to Sebring high school, which is in, um, Florida. Mm-hmm. They, it was really, the way they set it up was really cool. They had a doc, a local doctor's office who, um, I think had a kid in the band and the doctor, um, decided to sponsor the trip out there. And, um, that was, I was able to go to a school that, um, otherwise boosters may not have been able to pay for someone to come in um, from several hours away and Mm. make that happen. Um, But I got to work with their band and teach them. And I spent about half the day with the student leadership training them and about half with the full band. Um, Then I went to Clemson University and spent a couple days up there at my alma mater. And um, those were the big ones that I hit during the season. It, all started early on in June during all days. When I first began this whole thing, I volunteered a weekend at Carolina crown and just helped um, their members recover. Like you were saying, the drum corps kids that get in there that first week and so many of them get hurt. Um, I got a lot of ideas while I was there and implemented um, the very basics of what I've eventually created with them and the feedback from um, all their core members was really positive. So that kind of spawned everything else that led in the coming months. Wow. It's fantastic. I love it. So if somebody is listening and they want to find out more about this program and like you, you're, you're putting this together. I mean, have you already put it together or you're still in the process of putting it together? I have, excuse me. I have it. Um, I have a copy of it. It's not verbatim what we did at one though, because like I said, some things change as you go. You show up one day and 
the kids aren't necessarily responding to the idea that you have when you walk in the room. So you have to adjust it to keep some variety in there and keep them engaged. Um, But the structure is there. So people can contact you and, and get this program from you. Um, I don't have it available for sale yet. Um, What I'm doing right now is going and consulting with different groups. So I go in and teach it to them um, and then give them what I have at the moment and um, teach their student leadership and really equip their entire program to be able to run it for the season. Very cool. So they could hire you to come in as a consultant and help get this set up. Yes. And that's the main um, venue for our main route for everything that I'm doing so far. Okay. Fantastic. So it's marchinghealth.com. And it's Mm -hmm. also, there's marching health page on Facebook. Mm -hmm. I think this is really cool, Elliot. And uh, I love that you're doing it. And I hope that I can get you to come back and have another conversation with me about it. Cause I think this is really, really important. And I mean, you've proven it out. You know, we all know mm-hmm. how great, what a great band Wando is. And if you were able to, you know, give them extra power, extra health, um, less injuries, better performance, that's, that's big, big stuff. So congratulations to you. Thank you very much, Tim. I appreciate you having me. I've enjoyed getting to talk to you about it and um, spread the message a little bit. Absolutely. Thank you for talking to me. Don't miss the next podcast where Elliot returns to talk about six common mistakes that directors make when training and conditioning and warming up their students. Find other podcasts in our podcast archives at our website at marchingroundtable.com. You can search there by title or just put a word into the search bar. While at the website, sign up for a free VIP membership. Then you'll receive our biweekly newsletter to be notified about upcoming podcast releases and guests. Look for the Marching Roundtable on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Thanks again to the sponsor of this podcast, 6 to 5 Productions, found at 6to5productions.com. And we hope you'll support the podcast on our Patreon page. Now there's a special weekly podcast with Tim and John Bogenschutz available to those who support the Marching Roundtable at only $2 a month. Find out more at patreon.com slash marchingroundtable. And we encourage you to continue learning and making yourself more valuable at marchingartseducation.com. Thanks to Elliot for talking with us on this podcast, and thanks to you for listening. The Marching Roundtable now has over 1,000 VIP members, listeners, and fans who are following our podcast closely. If you or your company sponsor one of our podcasts, you'll have the ears of these listeners and many more like them who download thousands of podcasts each month hearing your sponsor message. These listeners also could see your ad on every page of our website, plus see your company name and a link to your website in our bi-weekly newsletter or where our podcasts are located. Find out more by clicking on Sponsorship Opportunities at our website at marchingroundtable.com or contact Tim at tim at marchingroundtable.com. Our listeners are the exact audience you're trying to reach.